0: Introverted noise. Hurry oh, yeah, up, Daddy. Let's do it. out to the right. Five seconds
1: to go in the first half. Dante fires deep to the left. Moss caught it at the 11. But now he going oh, to at this it. to oh Williams. Touchdown! You've got to be killing him. <laughs>
0: back once again had so much fun doing this last week that i guess it might just be a thing so here with the boys from pocket protectors and climbing the pocket and once again uh i mean eric doctor most hated man on vikings twitter today maybe every day but especially today how you doing how you been
2: (laughs) i look there are not there were not that many things about the game on sunday that made me happy and there, there are probably not that many things about the season that are going to make me happy. But thinking about Jameis Winston in a Vikings uniform made me happy. So you do what <laughs> makes you happy, and you write about that. And I, so I did. And, um, you know, the momentary excitement I got when Josh Freeman started a game for Minnesota notwithstanding, uh, I think it would be a cool di- roll of the dice for the Vikings considering his you know salary and, uh, you know, the fact that he's like third, second and a half string for the Saints right now.
0: All right, Miles, my man. Uh, how you doing? I can't remember this week, the week before, but, like, you know, baby slept through the game, and you're like, damn, wish it was me. But, like, hi, hi, how you feeling? Uh, uh, he, he slept through both games. I'm, <laughs> my son slept through both games, and I'm so jealous because
3: both games deserved to be slept through because they were that bad. Like, at least the Packer game, there was some scoring. The Colts have a worse defense, and the Vikings couldn't score.
0: So – it was pretty brutal. It was it was bad. All right, and Kirk Cousins fan number one on the <laughs> personalized license plate, Nick Olson. You're gonna get Viking Twitter to like come after me and mortal bombs. enemy of Adam West. How are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
4: I'm doing good, but man, it's going to be a long season if uh, things keep going this way. But it, like these games are over in like the first like four drives or something. It's, <laughs> it's not even like a competitive, interesting back and forth heartbreaker. It's like the game is over by the end of the first or second quarter. So it's painful to watch, man. And uh, I don't with Anthony Barr now after the season, I'm not sure it's going to get much better.
0: All right. And uh, last but certainly not least... The man, the myth, the legend, reporting from the place with the best weather on this podcast. Anyway, Flip, how's it going on, man?
1: Hey, Eric. Guys, I am... Thank you for introducing me last because I am literally pushing the microphone further and further away from me so that I don't just spike your ears when I start dishing out some truth on today's podcast. <laughs>
0: We're here for all of that, Flip. We're Flip, here for Flip, all of that. Flip's
3: it. been waiting for. Flip was like after Sunday. Flip, Flip saw Nick and was like, "Yup."
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's not waste any time, Flip. Uh, you said you weren't here for the predictive stats and the still tiny sample size and all that, but it seems like the descriptive stats gave us a better uh, indication of maybe where things were going when uh, week two rolled around and. The thing we thought should not happen, which was us getting beat down by the Colts, actually did happen, with Kirk playing an even worse game. Uh, as to quote Nick on Twitter, off the charts bad, or turbo yikes, depending on which thing you'd like to go with. Is uh, this his
3: worst game as a Viking? I mean, it has to
0: be. Kirk's?
3: It has to be. I think it is, but I'm, I'm trying to like make sure... Revision, revisionist well, history isn't, like, killing me here, whatever that's I think called.
2: Chicago week four last year was pretty rough, but I don't think it was this bad. Let me go back and look. All right, well, you looked that up.
3: Flip. It uh, wasn't in three interceptions. In, how you feeling you know, about like, it? Where are you at?
2: Yeah. Bad.
1: You know, Jay, I, I'm not sure exactly what you had planned for this podcast, but I can tell you right now, we're not starting with the stats. Uh, I hate to break it to y'all. <laughs> this is where I, I put down the PFF grades and we we start with some real talk. So, Jason, what are we always looking for when we're looking at Vikings players?
0: Some swagger. Some swagger. That's but, it, swagger. We've long known that that wasn't going to be a thing with Kirk Cousins, though.
1: So. Well, I mean, we, we don't need to just focus on Kirk here. We can go entire team. The bottom line is that confrontation is healthy and you know i look at everybody on this call oh my Truth god is, that's, why,
3: that's why flip is the way he is huh
1: I <laughs> yeah. it real hit, real I've, come, I've come after all of you i know uh, <laughs> honestly i probably go across the line at, at times and i thank y'all for forgiving me but but why do i do it because you can't have a good podcast if everyone is agreeing all the damn time and it's the same thing with the vikings you can't have a good team if no one in the room is willing to admit the hard truths about the team the vikings have purged the competitive spirit off this team they did it willingly when you trade stefan diggs when you let everson griffin walk this is what you get when you reward mediocrity i mean we're talking big contracts anthony barr Kyle Rudolph, Shamar Steven, this is what you get when you draft seven college team captains. Just brown, there's brown nosers all over this damn roster. This is what you get. So we can talk X's and O's all we want. This is a culture issue. There is no spark. They purposely got rid of all the sparks. They thought they were good enough. They didn't want to hear it. Well, you better be listening now.
0: All right. uh, Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Nick, stand up for the math.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the good news about the the, the stats we have now is that the predictive stats tell you that the Vikings suck. (laughs) So we know they're reliable. (laughs) No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe we should dive into Eric's hole. should we sign Jameis Winston? Because I was thinking today, you know, if we want a quarterback, this year who is willing to push the ball downfield, who is willing to throw it into tight windows, and we don't mind if he currently leads the NFL in interceptions. We already got that guy on the roster, (laughs) because Kirk Cousins right now leads the NFL in interceptions, He's third in average depth of the target, and that's if you include Denver's Jeff Driscoll. And he's like sixth in uh, in average aggressiveness by next-gen stats, so throws into tight windows. So, you know, I think we're already riding the Jameis Winston experience, and it's a little painful so far. But, you know, he's also chucking it downfield, and our guys just aren't reeling it in, you know. And, and Kirk
2: is not likable. Jameis is likable. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Like, we want – look, we come to – we watch this team for entertainment. And, Flip, you and I have not agreed on very much – but I agree with you wholeheartedly that mediocrity is – look, I'm 34 years old. The Vikings have been good every single year of my life except for what? 1990, 2001, 2002, 2011, and 2013. Every other year they've been fine. They've been a 8-8 and team or better. Who cares at this point? Like – who cares at this point, right? You, you, you play to win the game. Ricky, Bobby, you're either first or last. And look, Trevor Lawrence is probably that guy, but we don't. We have 14, 15 weeks left in the season. Jameis Winston actually could be that guy. We know for a fact Kirk is not that guy.
0: Miles.
3: I don't know how to respond to that. Um, <laughs> I, like, I like Jameis. I don't like Jameis with this team. At least in Tampa Bay, he had a plethora of weapons. In Minnesota, there's Adam. Like, I like, obviously, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith, uh, a young Justin Jefferson. But, like, I'm, I'm okay with the entertainment aspect of it, of a Jameis Winston. So bring it on. But do I believe that Jameis would be the guy that could be the long term fix at quarterback? No, I don't. And that's not to say that I don't think Jameis has an opportunity to be a long term starting quarterback, I just don't see it here unless this team literally overhauls itself. And I'm talking about getting rid of Zim. I'm talking about, like, overhauling the entire coaching staff because they would not like Jameis Winston. There's a reason they've gone after the the quarterbacks they've gone after the last, what, eight, nine years under uh, Rick Spielman and under Mike Zimmer. Like, there's a reason we've seen the certain quarterbacks that they've had. Jameis doesn't fit those guys. I'm okay with the type of uh, quarterback Jameis Winston is. He doesn't fit with what the Vikings want to do currently. So if they want to move on from Zim and, and that type of mentality, I'm cool with that. Do I see it happening? We'll see what the end result looks like. I mean, I don't see the Vikings firing Mike Zimmer unless they're like 0-8 oh, or something, but I don't see them firing him mid-season yet. So unless we see something, cra- something crazy, like the Jameis Winston thing I'm okay with, it just doesn't work with who they currently have in place.
2: But I think that's, the, I think that's how the, it happens, right? Because – we we have you know Ziggy's fired a head coach ten games into a contract extension before it's not unprecedented. Uh, you know we Spielman, it, you know, we're all in the self preservation business and once it flips from Zimmer self preservation to Spielman self preservation, to me you look at Zimmer and say you're not a winning NFL head coach in the current construction right like to win with defense you have to hit a five team parlay if any one of those bets fails i don't give a crap how good the other four were you lose and that defense like two of the three legs two or three legs of that parlay went bust in week 1 like and so the bet that zimmer's made is is a losing one so what you say to him is you're like look you have the rest of the season but you have to change the nature of who you are. And obviously what that means is that he's not going to, and then you move on. But the, you, what you don't is you don't go this milk toast 14 games, the rest of the season with Kirk dinking and dunking and, and and taking twelve answers to a question Wait, to actually he's
3: not digging and dunking Eric,
2: <laughs> but but like that's gonna be what he's gonna have to do, right? I like, know Zimmer's I know. gonna look at the first two games and say this isn't a winning formula. You have to win with this formula, and the problem is, is they can't do that either because they because that formula like it'd be like the Saints when the Saints don't have a defense. Look at last night. Like you can't win throwing five a dot. When your defense isn't playing well, you have to chuck the ball down the field, but that's not Kirk's nature. That's why Tampa Bay was in every game last year. Like, they lost a ton of close – they were 7-9, lost a ton of close games, and it was – despite Jameis throwing 30 picks.
3: And, they and, a and it's because defense he kept both teams though. in
2: the game. That's that's yeah. what we want to see because that's how we're going to be able to evaluate the 15 rookies that are on this team, not by trying, not, trying to lose every game 17-13.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Eric, you hit the nail on the head there at the end. It's about it, it, getting Jameis is a question of how do we learn the most about the youngsters on this team? And, you know, I look at the, the turnover proneness of Jameis Swinson To me, that says the defense is going to be in a lot of difficult spots. Maybe that's not exactly what Jeff Gladney or Cam Dansler or Yannick Ngakwe need to to prove their worth for the next 14 games. But I can be convinced anyways. We're also just low pointing on Kirk. Look, we're, we're not saying that he's going to play like this every week. But I think we're starting to cu- question his ceiling or we're starting to just admit that his ceiling is nowhere near where it needs to be. So how do you learn about the young guys and how do you just fix the attitude around this roster? What really kills me is Gary Kubiak. You know, I, a lot of people have criticized his play calling, but let me tell you, like, from my point of view, that's an offensive coordinator who hasn't called a game with this quarterback before. He's starting to start slow, build some rapport with his QB, understand what he does well and what he doesn't do well. My fear is that, Gary Kubiak is seeing this Kirk Cousins performance, and he's like, nope, going straight back to Dalvin Cook 30 times a game. That's a very real possibility. So we just have to ask ourselves, you know, how do we get the youngsters some face time on the field?
3: Well, well under Gary Kubiak, that's what he wants to do no matter who the quarterback is, though, right? He wants to run the football. Peyton Manning is, a, a to me, a different story just because Peyton Manning in himself creates his own offenses. He just... <laughs> did uh, and, gets that Adam, job,
0: and gets Adam Gase paid
3: and gets yeah. Adam Gase paid uh, and that privilege. Oh, uh, anyways. But yes, I agree. Gary Kubiak needs to like, I think the offense obviously needs to figure it out because if the offense doesn't start consistently being a consistent driver of, of points, this team's screwed. And we obviously saw it on Sunday, 11 points and they didn't score their first touchdown until what, like four minutes left in the game, something like that. Like, you, you kick a field goal on the three yard line of the first drive of the game should tell you everything you know about the team you're on the three the th- three yard line and you're like oh we'll kick it because it's the first drive we'll be back they didn't go they didn't get back until the fourth quarter and by that time it didn't matter so if they don't start changing who they are which we haven't seen in seven six and six plus years I have a hard time expecting it to happen even if he says he's gonna they need to change who they are because, until we see know. it, how am I supposed to know what's gonna yeah, it's going
0: to happen? So, that, Eric, man. I had a question for you because, like, we started talking about scheme, and you tweeted it out earlier, um, some of the work you've been doing showing, like, how similar schemes are across the league. And wasn't sure if it was you or Nick that pointed out that, you know, Cleveland and the Vikings are looking similar schematically. And so how much of the problems – I know, like, obviously no one here is – Trying to let Kirk off the, the hook, except for maybe Nick. You know, he has the license plate and all. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta ride with the investment. But how much of what we're seeing is the fact that like we're just hella predictable. Like watching the game and I didn't watch live. I <laughs> thankfully didn't spend like the the three hours that that many of you did. I was out, came back, watched the condensed version but there's just not a lot that is happening in this offense. And maybe there wasn't that much happening in the offense before that seemed like we just like really were outsmarting anyone. Like, it seems like a lot of the brilliance that we've talked about over the last few years has really been our receivers are really good and they're getting open and also some, some rollouts and some play action. And now with Adam Thielen being our only NFL caliber receiver, you just put two guys on him and that's our passing game. Like, it's pretty much a wrap on anything else that we can do. And it doesn't seem that we have any sort of schematic counters for the fact that they're going to double Adam Thielen. Like, we know they're going to double Adam Thielen. Like, why haven't we been able to figure out a way to operate by getting the ball to somebody else on the team?
2: Yeah, I mean, 100%. And, and you know, you, you talk about Cleveland. Cleveland's problem is they might not have a third wide receiver. Uh, you know, and they had an effective game against the Cincinnati defense last Thursday. Um, leaning on you know two talented wide receivers, two talented running backs, and it does show how fragile that offense is when you lose, you know, whatever people some people think Thielens better than Diggs, whatever. If they're the same, if you lose one of your two great receivers, it shows how fragile that is because. You know, you watch 2017. One of the funnest things to do is go back and watch Case Keenum. Keenum is horrible. But, like, the, the the amount of times he would just throw a corner out off his back foot and there was no one within 30 yards, you know, a 10-yard radius around Diggs or Thielen, it was amazing. And you see the same things happening to Josh Allen in Buffalo right now. And – you know, what did Buffalo do? Buffalo's a very smart team. They have a quarterback who's far more limited than Kirk is, but they got John Brown, they got Cole Beasley, and they got Diggs. And it's like, it's really hard to guard that offense, and it's really hard for a quarterback to miss those players because they're they're open, they create separation. And the Vikings, it's not that they don't have talent. They got a, a pretty good young tight end in Irv Smith. I have no clue why they're not using him. Kyle Rudolph's fine as like a old – you know like Anthony Fasano like tight end currently and you know obviously you have you have Thielen who I think is a great two and a decent one but you don't and you have a bunch of guys who I think could fill in at three you don't have a second receiver and it's just to me like that's really good, limiting what they can do offensively and you know Kubiak the last time Kubiak called plays, he w- it was in 2000 and what, 15. And that was Manning's worst year. But what did they have been they the best defense in the NFL? They actually hit on that five team parlay. That doesn't yeah, happen had, very
3: much. Like the best receiver duo in yeah, the league.
2: Man. And they had a good receiver duo too. And Manning played like crap, but there was enough there, there for, for them to make, you know, to do well. And, you know, and they kind of played in a weaker division. So then that was that, that ended up being fine the Vikings don't have any of those luxuries and they don't seem to want to sort of, you know, change anything up to sort of make sure. And this is with, I said this on the podcast, Green Bay gave them a shot. Green Bay missed a fourth down at the one yard line. They kicked two field goals in the red zone. Indianapolis drove the length of the field and threw an interception to Eric Wilson. Like it's not that these teams have blown the Vikings out right away. They've given the Vikings chances. And it, it, to me, like that's the most disheartening thing. Both yes. teams have dropped
4: very long, accurate, deep passes that could have been walk-in touchdowns.
2: When the games were still sort of in doubt, I mean, it, it's, yeah. you know, that that makes me worried about them being competitive moving forward. I think that there's one thing that, like, growing up a Vikings fan has taught
4: me. It's that wide receivers make a huge amount of difference. If you look at, like, the top five Vikings quarterbacks by EPA per play, it's pretty surprising. Todd Bauman, I think, is top five. Jeff George, I think, is number one. Case Keenum is number two. What do all these guys have in common? You know, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Jake Reed, or Keenum. You know, it's Diggs and Thielen. I think it's not coincidental that we saw Diggs leave, go to Buffalo, and all of a sudden Josh Allen is leading the league in EPA for play, whereas Kirk is having one of his worst starts ever. So the receiver talent makes such a huge difference, and we'll see if they have anything in BC or Justin Jefferson. But right now they're just not in a position – to, to, to carry
1: the team and yeah. you, you know it's no, bad it's kirk like i just can't uh, again i'm sorry like I, we can't have these scheme conversation these wide receiver importance conversations because the plan after Diggs and even when we brought kirk here in the first place was for him to improve to be better than the guy he was in washington to get Better every day, every minute, every second, and he's never had that attitude.
3: He's wearing it down too.
1: His 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 per, his career arc, his development arc, is perfectly horizontal. He's the same guy he was in 2015, and you look around the league. Tom Brady's reinvented himself three times. Uh, Pat Mahomes wins a Super Bowl, and he talks about building a dynasty. Even, even the guy who's coming in next week, Ryan Tannehill, that's a long, hard career, but he improved himself to become a late riser at the quarterback position. So we don't have that Jerry Rice, that Michael Jordan attitude where good isn't good enough, great isn't great enough, elite isn't elite until you're holding a Lombardi trophy. And Kirk came here with the attitude that he was already good enough. He just had to be in the right situation. Mm-hmm. No, you make that situation. You improve the Vikings, yourself. The
3: Vikings did that same thing too. I agree, exactly. I agree with you 100% flip because yes. the Vikings said our 2017 season was, a, was very good. What we were missing was a quarterback to finish it off. Yes. And they brought in the quarterback that they thought was going to finish it off. And what have we seen since? One playoff win?
2: And, that and that's and that's why Kurt can't win because the, uh, right. the ultimate thing about it is he was a fourth round pick out of Michigan State. His career goal was to be a was to be a multi multi millionaire and to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Everything else to him, I feel like is just a business decision, right? Like, yeah, he's he satisfied. Yeah. Well, and, and the and,
3: worst thing is his 2018 season was his most talented season. In terms of like the Vikings roster overall, was the most talented roster the Vikings had. And they screwed it up by John D. Filippo. They ran this the wrong scheme with the wrong talent, wrong players, and decided that it was <laughs> gonna work. Yeah. That that Kirk was gonna be a different type of quarterback than what he really was. It's just a no, thing it, where yeah.
2: when he wins a playoff game in New Orleans, the thing I saw on his face was relief. Yeah, and when yep. and and that's that's the that's the that's the end goal of somebody who's just trying to maintain something, right? Like he was
3: 27, 26. I'd understand. He's 31.
1: He's 32. He's 32. 32. And I mean, all of the same flaws. He, he still can't feel pressure. He still throws short of the stakes. I mean, the dude has never improved himself. He's never said,
4: I need to get better at this.
1: I know like we gotta let that.
2: Nick talk. We gotta let Nick defend our sorry, man. No. As,
4: as the resident Kirk <laughs> Sam, you know, I gotta, I gotta say something for my man here. Uh, I, I, I think that's a lot of that is, is rings true. I think with Kirk specifically, though, watching the film, he's not the same quarterback he was in Washington. We've seen him get more and more accurate each year. Last week was a huge aberration on that. So we'll see if that changes. But you just look at his completion percentage above expectation, it's top of the league. It's up there with Russ, it's up there with Drew Brees. Uh, you look at, you know, his play under pressure, he's he's become one of the better quarterbacks at it. We, you know, pro football focus tracks like how often a pressure play turns into sacks. Kirk's top 10 in that metric over his career. You you look at, you know, we want him to push the ball farther downfield. He's top three in average intended air yards this year. So we're seeing improved you know just watch the last two games. There's a lot of bad, but one of the things that sticks out with Kirk is he's extending plays. He's rolling out of the pocket when he feels pressure. He's sensing pressure. So there's, there's a lot going wrong here, and I think Kirk is a huge, huge part of the problem so far. You know, you just look at, like, the team pro football focus grade. Their passing grade is 15th. Their receiving grade, I think, is 18th. Their pass-blocking grade is 27th. So there's an argument that, like, Kirk is doing better than his supporting cast right now. It's just that the supporting cast is that bad. But I, I think you can push back on that by saying, yeah, well, a lot of Kirk's, you know, good passing grades came in garbage time. And there's something to that. But, but I-, I think there's the- the- that we have seen slight improvements with Kirk the real question is, can they? Is Kirk good enough by himself to carry a team to the ultimate Super Bowl? And based on things so far, it doesn't look like it. But it's also possible that we're just overreacting to the first two weeks. I mean, look at last year. Kirk, if you look at like, you know, his, his EPA per play last year, it was bottom of the league. If you look at over 2015 through 2019, he's like bottom 10 in the first two weeks of EPA per play. So I think Kirk. May, it's possible Kirk just starts slow, and we'll see things turn around the same way they did last year. It's easy to overreact to the first two weeks. I don't know. I'm not saying Kirk is 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 absent of any of the blame. He's the quarterback. is the most important position to get right, and so he played, He shares a huge front of the load, especially starting slow week one, and then week two he was the worst player on the field. But uh, you know, you, you look at like Drew Samia getting bulldozed. You look at Adam Thielen. You look at Thielen. You know, dropping an intercept, dropping a pass that gets intercepted was a BC, you, you look at Herb Smith dropping that go route downfield. You look at Kyle Rudolph not bringing in that contested catch. There's a lot of things going wrong here. Kirk's a huge problem, but there's a lot of other problems on the team.
2: Yeah, I mean, my my biggest issue with Kirk is that I agree with everything you're saying. I think when you – and this is partially our problem because we track things. You reap what you reward, right? So anytime you measure things, right? And Kirk's measurements have been 30 touchdowns, 4,000 yards, right? PFF grade in the top 10 he does certain things that optimize for that and don't optimize for winning. And that's why he's so good sometimes in the, you know, in the end of game situation where no one cares because he's, he's optimizing for something different than winning that game, maybe, or that Super Bowl.
3: Well, and we, so here's one thing we know, like, obviously the Vikings are 0-2. It's been bad. They're going to show improvement at some point, what that improvement looks like. We don't know that variation. Like, like to your point, Nick, I do not believe that this team is going to pull a 2019 where they go on a, what, is it, what was it, six of eight run or whatever that looked like last year where they had that stretch where they were winning consistently to get themselves back into a positive position in a, in a playoff run. Perfect. I don't know if I see that from this team, but at the same time, I expect the upward trajectory to happen soon. But again, how much of an upward trajectory it's going to be, we don't know. This is the worst supporting cast Kirk's had probably in his career as a starting quarterback. Um, I don't blame him, but the Vikings put themselves in that position by trading their best player by deciding we're not going to go spend in free agency to go replace them. We're just going to use the draft. And we believe that Adam Thielen and, and Irv Smith are good enough to, to fix all those problems.
0: Whew. All Make- right, gentlemen, we have, we have four minutes four minutes to wrap this on. I know Flip wants to just do this until tomorrow sometimes. We have four minutes and there is, yes, it's been hot garbage thus far. But as we bring things home here, Flip, I'm going to start with you because, you know, I did just cut you off. I want you to look ahead and tell me what you are looking forward to as we, we head into this next week.
1: Thank you, Jason. I've had my time. And so I'm going to defer this question to Nick. I'm going to give you back some time. I'm sorry for cutting you off, Nick.
4: <laughs> no, you're good. Oh, man. The, the the thing is, I'm not sure that the schedule gets any easier for the Vikings at this point. That's the big, that's the problem right now is is you look at, sure, there's, there's probably going to be some regression to Kirk's mean in terms of his accuracy, in terms of his positive plays. Um, He's not the same quarterback he was last week. Um, so we'll probably see some improvement there. But at the same time, bars out for the year. The cornerbacks suck. <laughs> they're, they're, there's some rookie growing pains here that we're going to be going through. The defensive tackles are the worst in the NFL. Shamar Stefan is our best defensive tackle, like literally. And, 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 and Pat Elfine is our best guard. <laughs> so that's, that's the situation the Vikings are in right now. Um, the receivers aren't getting separation so there's just there there's some things that'll improve but there are also some problems that i'm just not sure we have answers for and you look at like ryan tannehill coming in next week or Javian Clowney, and um and the, the the titans defensive line squaring up against our offensive line it's just there aren't many mess there aren't many um, um opponent matchups that favor the vikings going forward so i don't know i'm not saying we should tank but you know if 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 Harrison Smith wants to go on COVID-19 and opt out, I'm, you know, I'm on board with that because if there were ever a year, if there were ever a year where, look, look, the number one pick in the 2021 NFL draft is probably a top five NFL asset. You know, you got Mahomes' contract, Lamar's contract, and then you can start arguing that Trevor Lawrence at the number one pick on a rookie contract is one of the most valuable assets in football. I'm not saying tanking works or anything, but I'm saying if you wind up in a position to be able to, to acquire that asset, you go after it.
0: They'd trade it, wouldn't they? We, we'd, we'd, get a, we'd get a tackle or a cornerback. But Jason, you know, my, Jason. Uh, Davis yeah. with the number what?
4: three pick in the 2021 <laughs> NFL draft.
0: What I'm
1: looking for this game is, and I suggest all Vikings fans do this, is take a look at the Titans offensive coordinator. He's risen quickly. Arthur Smith, great play caller. And if things go south, that's a guy, not Eric the Enemy, not Josh McDaniels, that's a guy who you can say, hmm, maybe this would be a good Vikings head coach.
0: Oof. Flip. with
4: the
1: heat He does was. a lot of
3: the
4: same things. That, I mean, it's the same wide zone stuff.
3: Yep. They, that's what they'd have to do if they get rid of Zim. It'd have to be a, a coach that, that runs a, an outside zone scheme. But uh, wow. Mother of it's coming. Uh, the Colts are probably the worst team. The Vikings were gonna, are going to play in the next, what, Six weeks until they play the Lions, in my opinion. So,
0: who knows? (laughs) So, so what are you calling? What are you looking for? Are you watching the game? What do you
3: mean? What am I looking for? I'm looking for him to be better. I like, there isn't much else to say. Just play better. Like, get Jefferson more involved, get Irv Smith more involved, Kirk figure something out with accuracy, learn to throw some guys open. I don't know what else to say.
4: They're not going to lock themselves into a Super Bowl. I just no. want to see something from the young kids. You know, I want yeah. to Holton Hill, Jeff Gladney, somebody, please. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Give us something to hope for long term. All right. And we, we end the pod where we began. Eric, less than a minute to go here. Most hated man,
2: because you are not a free thinker. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Kirk, I'm not a free thinker. <laughs> Um, I just Amen. want to have fun that's why I want Jameis on the Vikings that's all. I would just want to have fun I want all of us to have fun and I want us to enjoy the season we didn't think we were going to have
0: there it is and that's I think the message for all of us we just want to have some fun with this product that's supposed to be entertaining it's supposed to be fun and uh, it hasn't been thus far so listeners thanks for sticking with us viewers thanks for watching and gentlemen this was fun talk to you again next week y'all have a good one like...